0: The following is a Tony Lozano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Free Kicks. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. Free Kicks with Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. So for those of you who listened to the show last week, you heard us say uh, that Aston Villa... Um, we didn't know if they were contenders or pretenders. And they had two huge games last week against Man City and against Arsenal. And we said if they won those games, then they're clearly contenders. And guess what? They won both.
1: Wow. Shocking. Absolutely shocking. Amazing. So
0: I watched uh, the second one um, Yeah, against uh, Arsenal. And mm-hmm. I think... Uh, you know, at some point, uh, they just kind of defended, right? They scored their goal, and then they just defended. Now, they kept a pretty high line, but pretty much their entire team was on the Aston Villa side of the field. Mm-hmm. Um, and Arsenal was pounding away at them, but they held on.
1: Yeah, that's true. And that was, that's good that you was able to watch the game, as I was very busy answering texts from our famous Villa fan. <laughs> Asking thousands of questions, but no, it's, uh, it was great. Uh, It's heady days for all Villa fans and our favorite Villa fan as well. So fantastic. I mean, to get two wins against Man City and Arsenal, they are now legitimately in the race top four. So, uh, crazy
0: now that you've watched them a few times what do you think what do you think their secret is what is what is it that is different this year this villa team than previous years
1: yeah because there's not a massive difference in the players right you know when steven Gerrard left it was definitely a mess they were near the bottom i think i I did a little bit of research just kind of reading a little bit about uh emery and and his work ethic one thing that he does is He's he he's he works extremely hard. I mean, he puts in sixteen hours at the training ground every single day, and I think the players are seeing that. They're buying into his philosophy in terms of how to play, which is very much playing out of the back, pressing, but also falling into mid blocks and lower blocks when they need to. But they, they just they seem to be playing for him. Yeah, and. Ultimately, I think the biggest thing, and this goes to the centre forward Ali Watkins, he tells the forward, which I s which is very in line with what I'm saying. Not that I'm comparing myself to Umy Emery, because obviously he's doing a lot better than I am, but he just tells the striker, stay close to the goal. It's amazing. Don't be <laughs> yeah. running too far away from the goal because I want you close to the goal. That's gonna give you chances to score. Makes right. sense. That's why he scored so many goals this year. So um, yeah, he's he's the type of that's the type of thing that we need. And I think if I remember, all he's got he's got eight goals this year. Yeah, which is you know a great season for him, and uh, gives you an idea of how they're doing it with the players they've got. He's just he's got them all bought in, uh, and it's really the same team. That's the amazing thing. So there's there's um, there's, there's definitely. Room for improvement for other teams, so there's no complaint. You can turn around a team very quickly.
0: And, you know, also, he must have been, Emery himself, must have been pretty motivated playing against Arsenal. Oh, for sure. Who sacked him, you know, just a few years ago. <clears throat> you know, that's, that's the sort of thing that you don't forget.
1: It, exactly. Exactly right. Yeah, and I think it's just, it underlines everything that he's done um, again, what a great run they've won, um, and it's it's his time to beat. You know the two supposedly top managers. Or although what was nice, I didn't see Arteta jumping up and down on the sidelines because he had to sit in the stands for this pass game. <laughs> that's so that true. was because <laughs> of his yellow. Was it a yellow card accumulation? I think it was. Yeah. So seems like that's happening a lot more this year with the with the managers.
0: Yeah, I have noticed that too. So Villa, one of the hottest teams, haven't lost in the last five. Liverpool, also yeah. uh, currently top of the table, haven't lost in their last five. and they are, uh, The next hottest team, though, would you believe, is Everton. Uh, now, they, they would be up to ninth place right now if not for that points deduction. They're playing with a giant chip on their shoulder right now.
1: It's amazing. Exactly right. I think the the best thing that happened to them was they got ten points deducted, and uh, yeah, they'd be they would be pushing for a European spot. They would if be. It wasn't for the ten points. So they got thirteen with with a ten point deduction. They'd be ahead of Chelsea, Brentford, and Fulham. Yeah, right behind West Ham. I mean, it's amazing. What a fantastic. Um, achievement for them, and I think the Everton fans are starting to believe again, and that's great for them because they've had some rough goes, that's for sure, recently.
0: Well, and the coach or the manager uh, Sean Dyche, uh, Dyche yeah. uh, he he's just got that uh, um, you know st- street fight kind of mentality, right? So you yeah. know he's got them fired up in the uh, locker room. You know he's bringing this up whenever he can.
1: Yeah, exactly. And the fans are talking about how they're playing attractive football. You know, that hasn't happened since, I think, a few managers before. Well, they had Carlo Ancelotti there for a little while. Yeah, Uh, He kind of installed a really attractive way of playing, uh, but it hasn't been the same since. They've gone through a couple of managers since then. But Sean Dykes is not necessarily known for his attractive (laughs) way of playing, but uh, he deserves a lot of credit. You know he's doing an amazing job with the with the players he's got. They do have talent. I mean that's one thing. They do got they have some good players. Right. Um, so that's that always helps. Um, so and a great result against against my team Chelsea on the weekend, fully deserved.
0: <clears throat> well, let's talk about a couple of those uh, teams that are struggling. Um, we kind of hinted at this last week, and and they kind yeah. of lived up to it this week, didn't they? Manchester United and Chelsea also, both of them, are powerhouses uh, from the past that are now struggling mightily. Um, Two questions. One is, are these managers in danger of being sacked? And secondly, is there anything that can be done to fix these clubs?
1: (laughs) Well looking at man United first they're not going to fire ten Hag. i mean they've gone through that whole are you sure about that i'm 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 never a hundred percent sure but i'm pretty sure i mean just because that that hasn't worked right they've fired managers they've gone through a bunch of managers since since alex ferguson they just haven't figured it out And, and to be fair they've I think for to, for Man United they've just been extremely inconsistent. They played very well against Chelsea, they just didn't show up against Bournemouth. And um, I think well, I, mean, come of, on.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I know, but it's like it's like they play well, play poorly, and, that, and that's been their season. So, and again, that could potentially get a manager fired. All right, that's true. But again, I always one thing I'm always seeing is players coming out supporting him. Which is always interesting. McTonome is one who's obviously having a bit of a resurgence under Ten Hag as well. True. Um, And there's still a chance, you know, we're taping this on Tuesday, that they they play actually today against Bayern Munich. Still a chance if they win, they could even get into the qualifying stages, potentially, would be a miracle, but they could uh, to beat Bayern Munich at Bayern Munich. It's not going to be easy. Uh, actually, I think it might be at Old Trafford. But, um, yeah, I think that it's just, it, it's just averageness all the time, and there's too many off-the-field issues that seems to be struggling with what he's got. Obviously, the Jadon Sancho situation, he's dealing with that. Um, so there's that's where there's so much intrigue into what's happening. But I don't think yet. That's, if, if they do have a bad turn of a lot of losses... Then I think he's in trouble.
0: I kind of got the feeling during that uh, during this past weekend's game that if if Bournemouth had put in a couple more goals, he would have been fired right on the spot. I mean, yeah. you you can't lose three nil oh, to Bournemouth. Possible.
1: Totally agree. Totally agree. And I think it, it's 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 one nail, right? It's a nail in the coffin. It's not necessarily the nails to finish him off. Okay. He's he's on a short leash, for sure. There's no question about that. Um, and they've got a tough game this week. So we'll see how that works out. But uh, possibly, if they have a rough result this weekend, that might be the final nail in the coffin.
0: Uh, the other one is a Pochettino at, uh, mm-hmm. at Chelsea. Now, at Chelsea's famous. Uh, they change their managers like uh, you and I change socks. Um, <laughs> but... It I really am not hearing a lot of rumbling about uh getting rid of him.
1: No, I, I think it's everybody's aware of the situation. As as much as I dislike it, this is a long term uh commitment that that Chelsea are kind of working with Pochettino. He's always gonna face pressure, okay? Uh and there I think the club is aware. Um I go back to potentially the pressure that was put on him by the owners with all of these new players, right? Um, and then obviously injuries. I'm just so frustrated. Reese James got injured again. Another uh-huh. hamster. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, what is that? That to me is the bigger issue. You know, all these players always constantly getting injured. Well, he's so, he's a key player. I mean, yeah, the captain. key player. He's the captain. He'll start for England whenever whenever he's able to play. Yeah. He's the arguably one of the best players on the team if not the best player um and so that's been the tough thing and again it's just so inconsistent like Man United, it's like a mirror image these two they just they play well one day and then they look like they've never played again so
0: yeah. i watch uh, them sometimes and i think wow they've got some firepower up front you know yeah. they've got sterling they've got uh, the the kid uh, uh what's his Miedrich.
1: name yeah, Mudrick so fast.
0: Yeah, and and uh, the uh, the one they got from Manchester City too, uh, with the bull hair. Oh yeah, Cole Palmer. Yeah, Cole Palmer, Cole Palmer yeah. <laughs> the one who looks like he's from Appalachia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. But yeah, they they then and then I watched them play against Manchester United, and I thought, well, these guys have never scored in their lives. It looks like they they couldn't put the ball in the net if their life depended on it.
1: Exactly. And you saw him play well against Man City. I mean, yeah. against, you know, how well they played. And that's the thing. I have a bit more, again, I'm not a Man United fan. So obviously it's it's tougher to see that. But as a Chelsea fan, obviously I'm frustrated. But we, I see the project. I see the youth. It was always going to be at least two years before they're going to be any good. Um, so we may be sitting in this mid-table mire of what's going on. And maybe win a few cups, so that's how I look at it. Okay. So yeah, I'm, I'm always a half class a half full type of gut person. So uh, we'll see how it goes.
0: Okay, you have set this up perfectly because I wanted to ask you about a moment that I heard. Okay, uh, watch. I think it was during the Newcastle game. The uh, John Champion was the the commentator, mm-hmm. and Graham Lissau was the color commentator. Yep. And at one point, uh, uh, Graham said something nice about a player who had, you know, gotten in trouble or something. And John Champion said, uh, Graham, you always find the good in everyone, don't you? And Graham (laughs) said back, not everyone, I still haven't found it in you. Ooh, wow. And it was just kind of, it just kind of carried on as if uh, nothing. (laughs) This is something I've been watching because I have a funny feeling this John Champion guy is a, is not a pleasant man based on some of the, uh, exchanges that I maybe I'm reading into it, but it didn't sound like lighthearted and fun. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, sure. No, and again, I mean that's 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 brilliant. That you pick up on this because this might be a bigger a bigger issue down the road. I haven't seen anything in the news about there being any type of a conflict or anything like that. I mean, obviously, conflicts between commentators is probably not a massive deal right, but right you might be onto something you might be breaking some things that we're not sure <laughs> about so uh but yeah it's he's, he's it's a strange one yeah. i mean he obviously understands the game he, he does a good job of commentating but you're right he's a little bit more sarcastic than maybe some of the others
0: yeah i think so all right uh before we uh move on to our next uh, segment here i just need you to tell me what team is at the top of the table and then we will move on Top of the table is,
1: uh, um, I think it's Ipswich. They're in the uh, nope. top of the championship. No, which which table are you talk Bayern uh, Munich?
0: No, no, I'm actually They're talking top of about the. the table. No, no, I'm at the Premier League. Uh,
1: oh, the Premier League, Scottish Premier League? No, no, the English. Uh, <laughs> You're not going to say it, are you? <laughs> I'm not going to say it. Hey, congratulations! Well done. Yeah. You're for there. one week, for
0: one week, it is Liverpool. All right, Free Kicks is brought to you by the Illinois Youth Soccer Association.
1: Illinois Youth Soccer has been proudly serving the Illinois soccer community since 1975. Illinois Youth Soccer is a non-profit corporation, official state association and charter member of the U.S. Soccer Federation, administers U.S. Soccer Federation coaching programs, the Olympic Development Programme, and U.S. Soccer Federation referee programs. For more information, go to IllinoisYouthSoccer.org.
0: How did the uh, Greg Burhalter thing go
1: last week? <laughs> Fantastic. We had so much positive feedback. I guess you wasn't able to jump on. I think no. you probably. I think you had another interview going. I, on. I did. Yeah. He was tremendous. Um, so we're hoping we're just going to get try and see if we can send that out to people. But he his. He came across, everybody I spoke to spoke about said, wow, he is great. He was awesome. He detailed how U.S. soccer wants to play, how they're going to try to do it. He also detailed what they do in training. It was like a behind-the-curtains fantastic look. Um, And then he stuck on there. We was over an hour. He stuck on and answered over 40 questions. I mean, I threw it into the, I was in charge of the Q and a, and just, he was rattling them off. He just took control. So that's why he's the manager of the U S men's national team. I was, I was impressed. I think a lot of people were really hugely impressed in terms of how he brings everything. across. There's, there's definitely a clear plan. And, uh, a lot of people say, Oh, they don't, he doesn't know what he's doing. He does. It's clear. It's there. It may not always go his way, but, uh, it was uh it was very good so thanks for asking
0: you know um have you ever seen the the show the bear it's like a uh, a no, show about chicago so. uh okay. a restaurant um yeah you know, like a italian beef place it's okay uh, anyway um it's it's a very popular show it won a bunch of emmys and one of the characters names on that show is richie and he yeah. is a dead ringer for greg burhalter they could be, really they could he could be the third Burhalter brother because <laughs> <laughs> isn't isn't Greg's uh, isn't his brother still in charge of the US soccer Federation
1: no not anymore oh, he's I think he's, okay. yeah he's, he's no longer no but uh, the interesting thing is well he's in Chicago we're in Chicago right. so' he's, he's got kids to play on Chicago teams so you know a couple of, couple of local club teams which is great and then his son Famously named Sebastian, what a fantastic name! Is <laughs> also playing with um, with the Vancouver Whitecaps, so a professional there. So um, quite a good pedigree of, of of soccer players in the family. So yeah. it's kind of neat. So, uh, but it was it was interesting, kind of interesting. I was talking to a coach who's on our current DOC course, the the new club technical leadership course. Yeah, that course is open for people to register if they're interested. Hearing good um, things about that
0: <laughs> Yeah.
1: Thank you. And he was chatting. Um, I was chatting with him right before we jumped on that call, and he actually coached his daughter. Ironically, oh. <laughs> he was coaching Greg Berholder's daughter, and then he actually talked a little bit about what she, that she plays U10 in Chicago. So it was just like, man, soccer is so small when you think about how yeah. everything is connected. So it was kind of neat, but yeah, yeah we, really we had good. A, and, uh,
0: referees meeting last night at the Green White uh, Soccer Club, and um you know we host a a bunch of that sort of thing at the clubhouse yeah and you know i probably recognized a dozen people there because i've just been in the soccer community here for so long and it really is a small community
1: yeah exactly everybody knows everybody you're old rick yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) you're an old dude i forgot about that
0: i forgot all about that Ah, uh, it's time for another uh, feature on the show. Time now to guess the Premier League star. And I was going to do an easy one, but now I'm changing it to a really hard one, just oh, for that great old great. crack.
1: <laughs> All right. This week You have two... Is that how you, you pick two? One easy to give me some confidence? Because yeah. right now I'm really lacking in confidence, right. and then the second one just because I'm a pain. All right, I get it. Yeah,
0: Exactly. Um, So, this is going to fit into the second category. Um, Okay. This week's star is 30 years old. So, it's not going to be that hard, right? Uh, He's playing professionally in his fifth different country right now. He played in his home country. He played in Portugal. He played in Spain and France and now England. All right. And he's only played on one Premier League team. And this is his. Uh I want to say it's his first full season. Mm. He he was around last season but he he was hurt. Okay. He is a center back.
1: Okay.
0: And he wears number
1: 3.
0: Mm. Uh he played in maybe my favorite game of all time. Which was uh his team Lost to Germany seven to one in the World Cup, um, his national team, uh, and it was a home game for his national team. Okay. All
1: right. So Brazilian national team player.
0: Yes. Now he didn't Number- play in that game. He's he's not uh, he's he is thirty, but he wasn't on the national team yet at that point.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. In the mm. back.
0: Yeah, I don't know how much time he gets on the national team, probably not that much. But uh, mm. cuz there's they're pretty loaded that Brazilian team. His Premier League club plays in a town called Birmingham. <laughs> okay. Which All is right, uh, so... not Alabama.
1: Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. I didn't realize he played that many games in so many different countries. Yeah, That's interesting. And and this and the, and to be fair with with because he's playing with Aston Villa. Yeah. Um. To be fair to the credit, when, again, I'll give Aston. This is another good thing with the United. Emery, they lost their two centre backs basically. They did. The yeah, Mings is out. I know, and yeah, I can't remember the other one. So okay. I'm sure we'll get a get a text about who the other one is, but. Right. <laughs> but this guy's come in and did a fantastic job so uh yeah and i don't know too much about him to be honest but it would be diego carlos
0: that's right uh the last clue was going to be his first name is the same as dora the Explorer's sidekick (laughs) (laughs) and i yeah i bet you had to watch that didn't you as a parent
1: oh yeah we watched a lot of it (laughs) with my daughter especially not so much with the boys we were Thomas the Tank Engine most of the yeah. time. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. <laughs>
0: we, we were a big Thomas the Tank Engine oh, house. Oh
1: gosh. I've still yeah, I think we still got him downstairs somewhere, every track everywhere. But yeah. yeah,
0: it's kinda of funny. I used but, to know uh, that, yeah. I used to know I used to be able to speak fluent Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh, there's there Gordon go. or there's uh, <laughs> whatever the stupid names are.
1: Yeah, I, I I didn't like it when my when my son said, "Hey dad, you kind of look like the fat controller or oh, weight challenge controller."
0: <laughs> oh, my God, thanks very much. <laughs> yeah, that was uh there you go. that was a good show. All right, it's yeah. uh, it's time for my favorite part of the show. Now time for Adam's weekend soccer TV Tip. tip, tip, tip. So, um the schedule looks pretty good, right, uh, for this weekend. What there have got to be a few things we can watch, and hopefully they're not at 6.30 in the morning.
1: No, we've got the great thing is, so we start on Friday, so an earlier start, so you've got yourself a little Friday afternoon match. Uh, Forest against Spurs, at 2 o'clock. And then the great thing is the Saturday games start at 9 a.m., so that's perfect. Perfect. Um, and then Sunday we start at 8 a.m., But I think the games to watch are going to be on Sunday, the two games. So you can kind of prime yourself with the 8 a.m. game. I think this will be a good one. We've got to watch the the team in form, Aston Villa. They're on the road against Brentford, against the Bees in West London. But the game, I think we've all got to watch. It's going to be interesting. Could this be his last game as manager? Liverpool versus Man United at Anfield. It's a it's a no it's a no miss. I mean, as bad as Man United are playing, and as well as Liverpool playing, throw it out the window. It's one game. This could go either way. So this this will be a real good good match for sure.
0: And don't isn't it fair to say that even though both of these teams have uh, another Premier League club in their own hometown, that this matchup is one of the all time rivalries.
1: I would I would put it up there as probably the biggest rivalry in the Premier League historically. These have primarily been the top two teams over the last 25 to 30 years, right? So I think that's they've won most of the titles. Although Liverpool hasn't won as many, they they won a few Champions Leagues here and there and a few cups, but before Man United won, Liverpool won. Right. So, yeah, the this is this is the two. I was absolutely blessed to be able to go to both stadiums last year on a trip with our players which was fantastic Liverpool and Liverpool and to be fair I love man United Stadium Liverpool was the one that gave me the the EBGBs I was like oh this this place is just yeah. it's fantastic it's that's that it was that type of a place looking at it sitting in the cop there was pretty cool so great and, stadium and great if, place
0: if they do manage if Manchester United uh, do manage to win that game, at anfield, that's quite an accomplishment
1: yes, that yeah, that's exactly. a
0: job saver,
1: yes, definitely. I'll keep him in there for a few more games now. if they get demolished and they have they've had some troubles in the past um, yeah, it might shame. be you might be you might <laughs> it <laughs> might be looking for another job, so we'll <laughs> see, so we'll see, but I think he's got a little bit of time. We'll see yeah. how it goes, okay.
0: Well, we have some people to thank. We need to uh, thank our executive producer, Tony Lozano, uh with Opie mm-hmm. Shows, who uh, lets us do this show every week and puts it all together for us. We need to thank our, uh, our distributor. That's the Radio Misfits, Ed Silla. Uh, great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week. We still We can squeeze one in before Christmas, can't we? I think so. All right. Well, so we'll be back again next week with another episode of Free Kicks.
1: The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at RadioMisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of OPI Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up?